ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Wednesday, July 11th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Going to get to a lot of things we couldn't get to yesterday. If you heard the show yesterday, I thought we had a great time. Today should be just as fun because I've got some things I haven't had time to get into. I just want to today, Uh, especially Dennis Dodd's coaching hot seat rankings. Love getting to that. We're going to talk about that. Also, I've got to, I have to, I don't want to, but I will. I have to talk about the World Cup because uh, in a shocker, Croatia beats England. They had to go to extra time, and Croatia scores, breaks the tie. England can't answer, and Croatia is going to the World Cup final. They'll take on France. I thought... A France-England match would have been more interesting. A battle between those two powers in the channel. Dominance of that region in the football world. Soccer for you and me. And all of a sudden, televisions across the globe will be turning off. Mine might not have gone on, but there was more of a chance for me to actually tune in to see France and England over... France and Croatia. So there you go. There's your one and only World Cup update on this program. Now we move on to the other sports of the day. And, of course, we take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Not really much going on as far as the day-to-day. There are a few interesting stories before we get into really the things I'm going to talk to you about today. But i got to lead off with this because uh, my guy... We follow each other on Twitter. My guy, former Bengal Adam Pacman Jones, he was attacked in an airport. Now, I read the Deadspin story first and thought, okay, what has he done now? Because the way their headline read, it was as if Adam had started something. No, Adam's actually minding his own business, not wanting to cause an issue, and then he gets in, he gets pulled into this. Really. So um, he was attacked during a run-in with a faculty service employee at the airport in Atlanta. Here's how it went down. Jones confronted uh, ABM Industries employee Frank Reagan after Reagan made a gesture toward the football player Tuesday night at the Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport. Police say words were exchanged before Reagan struck Jones with a closed fist, causing a cut to Jones' face. Daughtery, who is the uh, the spokesman for the Atlanta Police Department, uh, Jairus Daughtery, says that at some point during the fight, uh, Reagan ended up hitting a woman who was with Jones, injuring her hand. Uh, Daughtery says Jones defended himself and pushed Reagan to the ground. Jones, of course, declining medical treatment, friend as well. Uh, Reagan, this guy, was arrested on two counts of battery and taken to a nearby hospital to be treated for injuries. Now, it's one thing to have a word or two with somebody, but to initiate an actual physical altercation is completely different. There, That's the difference here. Somebody's giving you the business, somebody's talking to you, giving you, you just 
words. All right, deal with it. Don't put yourself in a position, especially if you're Adam Jones. I would not put myself in any position because that guy has had so many issues. Uh, and he's had so many chances as well. But he's minding his own business, and then a employee of the airport just makes a gesture. I'm sure that gesture was a, a middle finger or something of that nature. And, of course, you've got Adam, who is a football player, an alpha male, responds. And then you've got the other gentleman starting an altercation. Now, I'm not defending Pac-Man here, but other than him maybe engaging this individual, just saying something to him, I would have... I would have thought that the headline, this was Adam Jones, when I first read it, starting a fight. No, it's just Adam Jones. Somebody was uh, being an idiot, started a fight with Adam Jones, and then got beat up by Adam Jones. And I saw the fight, and for a while I was sitting there thinking, man, Adam, you lost a step or two. But no, Adam, it's, it's not MMA quality. It's not MMA quality, but Adam does win the fight. So the moral of the story is, do not pick a fight with a professional athlete. Plain and simple. Do not pick a fight with a professional athlete. You more than likely will lose, unless you are a professional athlete. And then it just depends on if you're a basketball player going up against a football player, or if you're an MMA uh, fighter going up against a football player, or... I don't know if you're a hockey player going up against a football or basketball player. My money's on the hockey guy in that case. So that's what's going on today. That's the, that's the thing that amused me, just watching the fight, thinking, why are you picking a fight with this guy? Why are you starting with Adam Pac-Man Jones? Leave Pac-Man alone. He just wants to go about his day. Pac-Man's not actually going out looking for problems anymore, Right. I don't think so, but problems still follow Adam Pac-Man Jones. I know. he's my He was my guy. He was a Bengal, so I, he was my guy. Love him or hate him, he was my guy for being a Cincinnati Bengal. So we got a lot to get into today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about facilities. There was a, um, a great story on Football Scoop that I'm going to get into a little bit about facilities. And do they help you recruiting? And the answer, just the short version, is no. Facilities don't help you in recruiting. Now, I'm sure coaches are going to tell you completely different, depending on the situation, because coaches love talking about their facilities. But the truth of the matter is this. Everybody's got facilities. Everybody's getting facilities. Either they've just got facilities or they're getting facilities. That's the story. Facilities are facilities across the country. Everybody's getting them or getting them better. And so are you going to school to play football, basketball, whatever your sport may be? Are you going because the facility's nice? Or are you going because of the coaches and everything else? And it's an interesting story because it breaks down this. It's the relationships. People are not going to be recruited solely on a facility. If you've got an indoor practice facility, somebody else has got an indoor practice facility. Now, facilities do help. 
they do help, but ultimately it's the relationships. And we'll get into that later on, but I want to break down uh, an interesting story when we come back about UAB. You know, UAB is a great success story. Football was shut down, and then it comes back. And it feels like it's better than ever. They're getting some facility upgrades. Football seems to be on a, uh, an upward trajectory. Good things are happening for UAB, but the stuff costs money. And unfortunately, you got to cut people's jobs sometimes to be able to afford the stuff you have and run the program as it is. And we'll talk about that when we continue. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, if you ever miss any part of the program, you can go back and catch it. We're all over the place. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn. You can go to our website and play it from there at wrbc.com. We're on Anchor as well. Several other podcast apps. And if you're not finding us on a particular app, let us know. We'll get it there as well. But wherever your favorite podcasts are found, probably where we're at as well. So if you miss any part of today's show, you can go back and listen to it. Or if you just want to listen to it again and again and again and again. Welcome back to The Drive here at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me on this Wednesday. So uh, I'm a fan of UAB. I like how that program has a battle back. Nice people got the shaft when it came to their football program. They've been getting the shaft for many years. So in some ways, I can relate to what's happening with them compared to uh, what's been happening with Marshall over the years. Maybe not the favored program, maybe looked down upon, or just honestly, some people think it shouldn't even exist. Well, they've battled hard, fought, and they've got football back. Now, football is back. Revenues are coming in, right? Lots of fundraising to make this happen. And unfortunately, still not enough to run several key positions in the athletic department. So they had to cut or eliminate 12 positions right before the start of their new fiscal year in July. And they're saving about $400,000. And one guy in particular, I'm reading the story from AL.com, one guy was a new hire. Zach Schreiber, he was a sports information director at Samford University. He's been there for 14 years. And he got offered a position by UAB to be their new SID for men's basketball. Okay, UAB basketball pretty good job. It's an upgrade from Sanford, I'm sure. More money? Yeah, that's a great job. Why wouldn't you jump on that? If you're an SID and you get offered a good position like that, it's an upgrade from where you're at, yeah, you're probably going to take that unless you're just happy with where you're at. So he takes the job. He's thinking of his family as well because he's got two kids, and this is an upgrade for him and his career. He can take care of his family better. Make that jump. But here's where it gets really sad. Honestly, it's kind of a a gut punch. So he gets a phone call. So June 15th, almost before offices close across the country, 
And he's supposed to start his new job a couple of days later. So it's Friday, it's June 15th, two days before he gets to start at UAB. And he gets a phone call from UAB's Human Resources Department. And they just drop the news on him, sorry, your position's no longer available. The position is not there anymore, sorry. And they called him at 4.29 p.m. on a Friday. So what's he to do? Well, he could call Sanford, right? Say, hey, look, I'm, I'd like to stay. No, he couldn't have done that because Sanford, they shut down their offices at 4.30. So they're not there in their human resources department. And he could have probably saved his job at Sanford, said, hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not quitting. You know, can, can we stay? And I'm sure they would have said, sure. He'd been there for a long time. Obviously, it was a good relationship. So, here's a guy, first time in 23 years, doesn't have a job. That is a bad move right there. I mean, you got a new guy coming in. New guy. And right before he starts his new job, and he's leaving his old job, you give him the phone call, um, hey, sorry, um, the position's no longer available. I mean, that's a bad move. That's a bad look on UAB. So this guy doesn't have a job now. And so 11 other people had to lose their job as well. And UAB Director of Athletics, Mark Ingram, had to do it before July 2nd. They lost their softball coach, Maria Townsend. She also accepted a new position as a Senior Associate Athletic Director and she was making some nice money. Her salary was $96,000. And she's out of a job now. According to uh, the media reports, she was really popular, part of the, uh, part of the UAB family. And Ingram said in the uh, report on AL.com that, I don't take this lightly, and I certainly don't make decisions like this on a whim. These are things that take a lot of thought and energy. I wouldn't speak specifically to anybody or any individual about their personal situation, but generally I just say that everyone affected was a very hardworking person that was dedicated to UAB. And so it was a hard thing to do, he said. But the decision and our revenues was a huge hit to our budget, and that had to be planned for as we headed to the new fiscal year. So what's the problem? Where's the math not coming up here? Well, First and foremost, it's television money. Athletic departments are becoming more and more dependent on the revenues coming in from their conferences. And so television money is really shaping the landscape here. Why? Because Conference USA's TV contract took a hit. Took a big hit. And so... They're not getting the money they thought they were. When they restarted this thing, the television contract was at a different rate, and I don't think they did their math. I think really a little bit of this is on them for just not realizing here's the cost of doing business and here's what you're getting. So I think there was a problem on their end. Of course, they're making their course corrections. I can't speak for their athletic department. 
but they're getting a lot of fundraising. And what's the problem here? Well, fundraising is dedicated at times to capital projects. And they're generating revenue throughout the season. That's why you see Marshall hitting home, hey, we got season tickets. Buy season tickets. Get season tickets. We've got mini packs. You can't buy season tickets. Well, we've got a mini pack for you. Because this is revenue coming in, coming in, and hitting the books. And I know a lot of you get angry sometimes at some of the decisions that are made in football. And so you decide to take it out on football. I'm not coming until they do this. And I know a lot of you are still upset with the reseeding structure and how you had to be moved or you just didn't like the way they went about it. Okay, I understand your criticisms. But season ticket revenue is very key because there are other positions involved here, not just football. So I just want you to realize here's the reality of the situation. Revenue doesn't necessarily direct itself at the football program if it's not coming in because you're not going to make those many cuts, right? Do you see football getting cut here? Probably not. But football season tickets are important. But the other problem here is, again, UAB was figuring that there would be some different revenue structure coming in from television. And the money that they had to cut is going to make up for the losses in their television payouts. Because now they've got to weather a storm here because they're building a new facility. They've got a new facility that's going to be completed in time for the 2020-2021 season. And so they're really trimming right now, getting ready for some some tough times. And that's, that's the story they're taking, that the loss of TV revenue by Conference USA forced them to make the cuts. Now, you look at some of the other conferences, Power 5 conferences, uh, it's not how much money did we lose this year, it's how much more did we make. And television is the big factor. Now, I'm not here to beat up on television because it's case in point what the market will bear. If you've got a product and the market will pay this amount of money and you can get that amount of money, more power to you. This isn't something that I think you can fix. It's not a situation where you go out and fix it, put any kind of bylaw on this. There's nothing you can do here. It's just that the bigger schools are going to have bigger revenue from television, from ticket, everything. And that's why it's sometimes difficult for the smaller schools to to elevate themselves because you're just not getting the finances coming in to be competitive. And television revenue has increased to a point where there is a huge chasm now. And so a school like UAB, they're getting a payout of $1.1 million, and that drops to 200000 in 2016. And then they've got to make some adjustments because, whoa, where are we getting that revenue from? Where are we getting? Plus, UAB football is coming back at the same time they're losing that revenue, and then they got to make cuts. Now, here's what Ingram said in the media report. 
He said that we're in stable financial shape and have been, but what has occurred is just a buildup of lack of conference revenues. The conference revenues that we had anticipated having when we reinstated football have diminished significantly, and so that really is the issue. And that's the same with the other schools, too. And a lot of people are asking, well, wait a minute, you've got record fundraising monies coming in. Your funding has increased. The giving has increased. You've got all this coming in. Because now UAB is fundraising, and they've got a lot of money coming in for the football program, and they're investing in a new soccer stadium. They're investing in a new track and field facility. They're even putting beach volleyball courts out, which I'd love to see at Marshall. And so the facility, they've got that coming. Facilities, putting the capital that they're getting into facilities. But the problem is that the money that they're raising is for capital expenses. We all know that. The vision campaign Marshall University had a few years ago. Mike Hamrick was raising money. The money wasn't going towards the salaries of the softball coach, the volleyball coach, the track and field coach. The golf coach. No, that was going towards capital expenses. And so that's facilities money coming in. You're getting that. It's I'm donating my money. I'm putting it towards you building something. And that's where that money has got to be spent. And so a lot of people have pointed at, wait a minute, what's going on here? you got all this money coming in. Yeah, but we're putting it towards capital expenses because if you're not building something, the donors probably aren't donating. That money is not coming in if there isn't a project attached to it. And problem here is that schools have been banking on that television money. Now, the money's improved because Conference USA has got a new deal. So they, they're working with CBS Sports. They've got ESPN on board for a digital content deal. And they've got contracts that are going to bump the payout. It's doubling. Television revenue is doubling. It's not much, but it's still doubling. So you're going up from 200000 to 400000 And that's going to the general budget. UAB hoping, however, that football season ticket sales and donations are going to help. That's their goal. And I just point this out because you've got massive cuts here. I mean, you're losing a lot of people at UAB. Even a guy who didn't even get to start his job. You're losing that guy. A coach that's been there for years, moved into a different position as well, losing her job. And the culprit is, according to UAB's athletic director, it's television. Television deals hurting the university. And I think this this is something where they could have planned better for this. Honestly, you knew this is the landscape. You could have prepared a little bit better for this. But the harsh reality is sometimes you don't see these things happen, not at the same time. Maybe a position goes unfilled. You don't hear about, okay, this position is being unfilled at, say, Marshall, using them as the example. So that's an interesting dynamic going on right now, just to outline the differences between schools with major television contracts and schools without major television contracts, and just the importance of, okay, Your big fan, and you're not happy with things, so what do you do? Well, I'm not going to buy a season ticket. Now, I'm not telling you what to do. But these things have ramifications and consequences. And so 
if you're trying to get a, if you're ever trying to get a message across, what what's one way to do it? I've always told you, you know, it's it's seats if you're in the stands. But the flip side of this is, do you think that somebody from the football staff is necessarily going to get hit? Instead, they're going to cut elsewhere. Not just at Marshall, any university. They're going to go across the board, top to bottom, look at their organization and see where can we save money. Because at the end of the day, football won, basketball two, everybody else as far as the funding is concerned in a general sense. In a general sense, that is how it's run. Football one, basketball two. Some schools, it's reverse. But for the most part, it's football, basketball, everybody else. So, thankfully, we don't hear about those kind of budget issues with Marshall. I mean, that's one thing I can say with a a lot of confidence is you don't hear about budget problems like that. I think they have got a good handle on what their budget is what they've got to achieve. Uh, I don't think that they're overspending. I don't hear of anything like that. There's not much overspending going on. And you've got to, unfortunately, sometimes uh, be a little prudent. You've got to be a penny pincher now and then. And, yes, you'd like to have all the nice things that other schools have for your program. But at the end of the day, uh, Marshall's in a situation where the TV revenue is not going to help much, not going to be able to really elevate your program based on the revenue coming in from television. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More of The Drive coming up here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of Your Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I was talking to you earlier about facilities, and facilities are important. But Football Scoop had a good story about how facilities are not really helping recruiting. And we've been talking about a facilities arm race for a long time. Everybody's got to have facilities. Marshall had to have an indoor practice facility. Other schools have got to have indoor practice facilities. And Marshall was smart. I thought Marshall was very smart because they truly needed a facility. They combined it with... Uh, Vast academic offerings that's going to help the entire athletic portion of the student body. They have incorporated with, I think, probably the the longer standing legacy of that facility when it's all said and done with the sports medicine. Uh, the museum needed to happen. Um, I already think they need to expand it. I don't know if you can do that, but you need a, a place like that for your sports museum your Hall of Fame, and facilities can be a plus. But at the end of the day, Football Scoop went out, and they 
found out that the numbers aren't indicating that it's helping you in recruiting. This isn't really giving you much of an advantage here. Facilities aren't making that much of a difference. And I know I've heard Doc Holliday talk about, you know, kids come in, they, they, they buy with their eyes. Yeah, I get that completely. But they've got a great facility. What if a kid was looking at Kentucky and Marshall? You go to Kentucky, they got a great facility. Okay, so facilities are what they are, pretty much the same, right? What's going to be the difference? But in the Football Scoop story, the quote here is, um, from a recruiting standpoint, it is an instant position of strength. It puts us in a terrific position because the commitment level for athletics is there. It's going to be there. That is an advantage. The great thing is our people understand what is needed. We have very intelligent leadership that understands this climate so well. And, and that's from Kansas' um, David Beatty talking about his recruiting. And this is from Clemson's recruiting coordinator, Brandon Streeter. You can tell them about it on the phone and you tell them how special – this new facility is, and they can see the virtual tour on the internet and all that stuff, but when they get there, they're all saying, wow, I didn't know it was this big. I didn't know you had all this stuff. And so it's neat to see their faces and their parents and their faces. And Football Scoop got all this, put it together, got some of this uh, anecdotal stuff, and they put together uh, their own little report and did some research, and they asked the question, Facilities are bigger, more functional, nicer. They're better than the last generation stuff. And do they help with recruiting? That was the question. And so they put together the report. Um, they've got um, some research from Athletic Director U. And according to that research, no, new facilities do not automatically increase their school's recruiting fortunes. The group for Athletic Director U studied 54 new facilities across the Power Five and their effect on 805 collective seasons and found that the new facilities offered no appreciable impact from the study. Here's a quote. The direct impact football projects represented the largest amount of facility projects during the time period of the study, yet their returns in recruiting were mostly non-significant. There were no recruiting improvements for direct football projects during the year before facilities completion, nor the first and second year after the facility was completed. Only in the year right before a project was completed was there a marginally significant effort, I'm sorry, effect, which showed the team recruiting rankings slightly improved before a facility project was completed. Indirect football projects were also unlikely to improve recruiting outside of a small 0.9% improvement in a class's rating in the season that followed a project's completion. Now, this study, though, did not take into account for the dozens of other factors that could impact why a recruit just does or doesn't pick a given school. Of course, you've got coaching changes, you've got winning percentage, conference realignment, uh, but the facility is just one factor. It's not the factor. It's one factor is what the report is saying. Now, 
I will give them credit. They're not saying, look, we're not saying don't build facilities. If this makes things better for you, go right ahead. And if you need them, you need them. And if this streamlines your your workflow and this makes things far more functional for your university and your program, yes, you got to have a facility. But it comes down to this. If you build it, they will come is not necessarily a truth here. And they offered this up as well. The study offered this as a reason why new facilities may not provide a considerable bump in recruiting because everybody else has got them or they're coming. We've talked about that as well. Everybody's getting something because now you're just building facilities to maintain where you're at. You're not going to get that much of a significant bump because I've got them, you've got them, everybody's got them. Everybody's got a new facility these days. And the quote here is, another explanation is that new football and basketball facilities could have little to no effect on recruiting rankings because a large number of schools have made upgrades in the past 10 to 15 years. Prospective student-athletes would have many upgraded or new facilities to select from, meaning these new facilities would no longer stand out. And that's the point. That's the point. Everybody's getting facilities, and if they're not, they've just got them. And you've got to have them in this regard, in the mind of recruiting. It's because everybody else has got them. Everybody's getting them. Don't go to Marshall because they don't have a baseball stadium. Well, why does anyone come to Marshall then? Marshall doesn't have baseball facilities. Marshall has Appalachian Power Park and they've got other venues they go to, but Marshall doesn't have baseball facilities. And why does anybody step on the field wearing a Marshall baseball uniform? It's because there were some relationships formed. There were kids that wanted to be coached by Coach Wagner. Yes, a baseball facility is needed. And yes, I think that would improve. But I think that's more of a functional standpoint from anything. That's more of a let's give these kids an opportunity to be competitive. That's what that's about. Soccer. How much has the soccer facility helped Marshall? Now, again, I'm not saying that shouldn't have happened. I'm saying how much is that going to be a factor now? It maybe opened up some doors. How much of that has helped in recruiting? And that's an interesting question. I want to ask that question after reading this report. And I know we're talking football more, but how much is that enhanced recruiting. I think that's more of a function of we're giving you a good opportunity. You come to Marshall to play soccer, you're going to our facilities are going to be on par. Okay. What's the real reason all a lot of these kids come? It's because of coaches, personalities. That's that's the real reason. Plain and simple. Coaches bring kids to your university. And so it's imperative that you give your coaches everything they need, but 
That's not going to be the reason. That's not going to be the reason why all of a sudden all the good kids are coming. It's because your coaching staff is going to be a big part of it. So you got to get the right coaches. They've got to do the work, and they are. But you can't look at a facility as like, here it is. Now we can go forward. On the flip side, you got to have facility improvements, though. It's just... It's just what it is because you've got to stay current and you've got to be on top of it. I mean, that was the one thing that maybe Marshall failed to do when football was on its rise and winning championships and making the jump from Division One AA to 1A is you didn't strike when the iron was hot to make sure your facilities were vastly superior to everybody else. And instead, a lot of teams... We're catching up because you made a leap from a dilapidated Fairfield to a state-of-the-art facility. And I think that was a big part of what happened with Marshall's success. But the other side of that is you had the right coaching in place. Coaches do matter. Coaches will ultimately win or lose the recruiting battle based on what they are as far as uh, their importance to a kid. You think Lane Kiffin is touting the FAU's facilities are the reason why kids are coming? No. Kids are going to play for Lane Kiffin at FAU because it's Lane Kiffin. Now, they're going to strike while the iron's hot, but kids are hanging out with Lane because they want to be coached by Lane. We'll wrap it up when we continue. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Today was fun. Hope we get a chance to do it again tomorrow with you. Uh, Tomorrow, David Kahn from the West Virginia Power is going to be on the program, so we're going to talk to him, get an update. I uh, didn't have a chance to get him on last week, so uh, we'll catch up with him. So it's been a couple weeks since we've talked to him. And, uh, of course, we're getting that much closer to everything starting back up, football. They're paving the parking lot over at the stadium. That was news today, uh, Saul. So that's beginning. That means they're getting closer and closer to getting the stadium ready for you. Tailgating, of course, will be starting soon. And uh, I don't have all the details yet, but uh, we're going to be back on the lot I believe, with our concert series. So that was fun last year. So we're going to do that again. And uh, that's just another reason to get to the lot early, tailgate, hang out with us. We'll have music a couple hours out before the game. Really turning Marshall football into a, a fun afternoon or evening time before the game. And that's going to do it for this edition of the show. I want to thank our producer, Gabriel Sellers. As always, I'm your host, Paul Swan. Back tomorrow where we will do it all over again. So until then, enjoy your night, everyone. Good night.
W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.